And we should we should um, let people know, although I should probably say this at the beginning of the episode, that mm-hmm. if you do have young kids, this this episode is a little riskier than some of our other episodes. Not that I want to shy away from anything, but I do <laughs> want to let you know that if you've got your kids listening to this right now, you might want to um, watch it first before you let your kids watch it, depending on how open you are with your kids. And if you're listening to the podcast version... Um, <laughs> watch the YouTube version because you're going to miss something that's that's flopping around in front of you that you uh, you don't want to miss. Yeah, or we could provide descriptive captions. Yeah, no, I don't think that'll work. <laughs> Mike takes out a large black... Right here we are, uh, another episode of the Rockman Power Hour. Now, things are a little different on this episode because Ryan's not in his house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Ryan, is. Uh, you, you're, you look like you, um, I don't know, you look like you, you're you in a hotel, like a really swank hotel. Well, my father-in-law's place was pretty swanky. So, uh, you know, we're just staying here for a few days, got some got some uh, house stuff happening at home. And, uh, you know, you know, there's some internet personalities that tell you every time they break a nail. Yep. I'm like, I don't know. I can't. I grew up before that, you yeah, know, so the very that. thought of like airing every dirty piece of private laundry. I'm like, I don't know. I'm yeah. like, does anybody care? And if I tell anybody and if there's not an acceptable amount of poor babyisms, will that <laughs> piss me off? <laughs> so, you know, I keep myself mysterious. So Ryan's been going through some stuff at his house. Um, he had to move out for a bit, but he's going to be moving back soon. And it all fell uh a week before Ottawa Comic Con, which we just came back from, which was an incredible weekend. Um, if you've never been to Ottawa Comic Con, if you've never been to one of our Comic Cons that we work with, they're great shows. And uh, I had a great time. I had a really, really good time. I mean, you hosted some panels for the first time. You did some interviews. Um, you got to speak to Morris LaMarche and Rob Paulson, Pinky and the Brain, um, yeah. and 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 a slew of other stuff. It was a dream, man. It was it, it was insane. It was a really nice smile. Considering all the chaos, it was something to really smile about. It's like the world's falling down around you, but you're like, ooh, my favorite sauce. You know? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. So anyways, it, it was it was a challenging weekend, but um, but it, but it was a great weekend. And I know you were going through some stuff, but it seems like everything is getting back on its feet now and, and uh, it'll it'll get better. So I'm looking forward to you getting back in your in your uh, humble abode. Uh, but before we go too far and uh, we're it's, we're doing a little bit different today because we're going to actually be joined by our guest and we have no idea when he's coming in. So I don't yeah. want to give anything away um, before our guest joins us. Maybe that could be something fun. I'm pretty sure people are going to see the name of the, of the episode before they listen to it. Oh, Dad, that just totally ruined it. All right. So we're going to be joined by Fat Mike from NoFX today. Uh, before we go too far, that's so true, <laughs> man. I'm so dumb. Uh, but here, check it out. We're uh, If you're looking at us on YouTube and if you're listening to us, we are sponsored by Heartbeat Hot Sauce. They are the most wonderful hot sauce company in the world. And if you use my promo code ROCKMAN20, which might be on screen or might not, depending, um, this is uh, the best hot sauce in the world. Use this promo code rockman20 at checkout and you will get 20% off your entire order. This one's really good, Ryan. I don't know if you've tried it yet. It's called Shiitake Szechuan. It's the dark side of the grill hot sauce and this is ridiculously good. Um really really good and it's actually a medium 
to mild sauce. So I think um, I think you should check it out if you haven't tried. Have you tried this one yet? Uh, no, I haven't. But I will say on record that heartbeat hot sauce always makes the chaos that I'm in seem much more tasty. Did you bring? Did you at least get some hot sauce with you on your on your journey? You have some. Oh yes. Okay. We, <laughs> we left in the we left in the night and could only take so much. And Melissa was like, "Why are you bringing all this hot sauce? Shouldn't we bring like you know our clothes?" No, I'm like, don't need that. I don't need clothes, Jason. Want to know why? Because I got studio house designs. Oh, nice yeah. segue. Nice yeah, segue. Yeah. You're right. I Rock only have studio house T-shirts. I'm not even kidding. That, that's I a good thing. Literally, as a good luck, I, as a good luck to getting back home, I like literally only brought my studio house gear, so <laughs> uh, at least I could feel cool when I'm sad. All right. Well, I, I'm rocking the Get Out shirt, which I absolutely love. What a great movie, Jordan Peele. Um, and uh, yeah, so oh, listen. That sounds familiar. What's that? Get, <laughs> Get out? out. That sounds familiar. That's what the. That's what your, that's what your landlord told you to do. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Your landlord was like, "Get out." Anyways, mm. um, all's gonna. Yeah, Comic Con was super fun, man. I um, I got to hang out with uh, two of our usual listener slash viewers, uh, Greg and uh, Rosie. And, oh um, yeah, yeah, great. I, I got the bond with them once. Well, I, I, every time I see them, it's always a strange experience. It's either late night in the hotel after after the Comic Con. Mm-hmm. The time before that was waiting in line to get into the Metro and Ramstein for <laughs> for like an hour, just just inching forward, looking up at the storm clouds, knowing that it could downpour on us at any second. It was like a Batman death trap. And before that, unfortunately, was our friend's sister's funeral. So it's like you know, oh, every time I see them. It's always unique. And this week, this time was a little different. It was a little bit more relaxed. Well, yes, it was not a funeral <laughs> and was not a Batman rain style death trap. So definitely really appreciate seeing Greg and Rosie. They've seen every concert, every concert, every guest we've had. They've been there. I know. It, yeah, it's it's nuts. They've been together and I don't want to exaggerate, but I believe about 700 years. And um <laughs> They, they're uh, instead of uh, having a big anniversary vacation, they decide to just see every um, concert under the sun, and I think that's a cool idea because you know here they are kicking all these ass. I just edit all these rock stars; they're going to go see them. No, so. they're 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 really cool, and um, they're nice people too, and and um, they've got a lot of passion, you know, a lot of passion for life, and I love the fact it was funny because we Julie and I were talking about this on our way back from mm. Ottawa. We were saying how fortunate we were that we work together. Um, and we actually enjoy each other's company. We get to spend time together. Like we're, we're, we're joined at the hip in almost everything that we do work-wise and, um, and, you know, personally, and it's fun because we, we get to, we understand what each other are doing for work. So mm. it's unique that not a lot of people have that. And, um, and we were talking about couples that seem to have really good relationships and Greg and Rosie were, came up. We were like, you know, Greg and Rosie really seem to enjoy each other's company and they're always having a good time and they've got kids that are a little bit older and they seem to have gotten over that hump and it looks like they're going to enjoy, you know, enjoy the, their, their years together, which is so nice to see because you don't see that all the time. No, not at all. And uh, sometimes the pandemic broke up so many marriages because people didn't realize they're coexisting in the idea that they only had to see each other about two hours a day. Yeah. And beyond that, it was absolute, absolute, uh, misery and you're and i'm thinking i'm like i i think melissa is cool and talented and every time we work together on comic-con auctions and stuff it was it was great you know? so you yeah and, and you're you're all you know you're fortunate that you have one of those situations too and, and it's not not everybody has that man not everybody has oh. that and it's a, it's a unique thing i can tell you that no, nonetheless we've got a lot of stuff coming up fall wise you and i with comic-con so hopefully we can grab some guests from our comic-cons but today we have a chance to talk to mike all right from 
no effects, otherwise affectionately known as Fat Mike. Um, not only is he a singer and a guitar player from no effects, also a bass player from me first in the gimme gimme's, um, and owner of fat records. So, I mean, this guy is a legend in the punk world, in the music world. And there was a rumor that was, um, very quickly, um, confirmed that they are calling it quits in 2023, which I think is absolutely insane. And, uh, and then I looked at the timing of it and then I was like, oh man, they're calling it quits in their 40th year because they've got together since in 1983 and uh rumor has it they're going to be playing some of their final shows in los angeles and they're going to be announcing those farewell dates next year so i wanted to get a chance to talk to fat mike because i know you are a big no effects fan i know mm -hmm. for you this is like this is like punk rock super bowl for you right uh, absolutely and it's kind of cool of them to say no this is our last year in a sense where I think Kiss has been doing reunion years for, I'm not even joking, 35 years. Reunion tours, so, yeah, it's been crazy. You, you know, so they they said it, they're sticking to it, and, uh, you know, that's the No Effects way. In fact, No Effects kind of reminds me sometimes of the Andy Kaufman of, yep. of the world. They just do what they just do what they want, even if it leaves your head scratching. And yep. there's a certain type of, like, they don't, they really give off this feeling of they don't really care if they're annoying you. And I love that. <laughs> oh yeah. I, yeah. I think it's something missing in, uh, in music today, you know, like, please follow me just seems to be the underline of everyone's intentions these days, but no effects are just like, ah. <laughs> they don't <laughs> no. care. And I, and yeah. I think as a result of that, um, it speaks to a lot of people, a lot of generations. I mean, every kid, no effects have become one of those bands. They're right up there in the punk world with like bands, like the misfits bands, like black flag, um, bands, bands like the Dead Kennedys, you know, Sex Pistols, they're one of those bands of their generation that are iconic, you know, um, and everybody wants a effect shirt. Every kid, you know, wants to listen to, uh, you know, Punk and Drublick. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of those rites of passage, you know? It goes farther than that, Jason. It's, um, you know, this is a band that, with the exception of a few guitar lineups until the early 90s, have been the same four guys, and they never stopped. There was never like a big long hiatus we quit it's like this is the first time they quit at yeah. least publicly and uh yep same same members in fact three of them are the original members from the inception the first inception of the band unbelievable isn't and, that nuts especially in the punk world because that i mean punk rock is known to have revolving doors when it comes to um when it comes to members so it's really really cool to see that they are um exactly that like you know ogs mm -hmm. still going at it with the exception of you know like you mentioned a couple guitar players so and uh, I'm thinking I want to show him what what I got at Comic Con this weekend. Sounds good. I think, I'm thinking it might be something he might he might be interested in, or maybe he won't be. So I want to see if he's a bit of a nerd too. Um, and uh, we have a lot of great stuff coming up. I want to let people know uh, in the next couple of weeks. You know, we, we this is a bonus episode, kind of. It's a full episode though. This isn't a, a bite size, but we do have a lot of stuff coming up. Um, we've got so many great interviews that are in the can, and I'm going to be talking this week to uh, one of the members of Goat Horror. <laughs> And that's what I love about this podcast is that we can have absolutely anybody on this podcast that we want. No one tells us what to do. It's our gig. And, mm -hmm. um, and it's a beautiful thing that we can have such diverse, um, music, diverse people. And, and I want to continue doing that. I want to continue to, you know, broadening the spectrum. We go from goat whore to glass tiger, <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to, you know, to simple minds, to Ken mode. I mean, we, we go all over the place on this poet, on this podcast. So, uh, I'm really excited to uh to welcome some more guests and some some various guests that we're going to be having uh in the next little while there he is hey hello hey man 
How are you? I'm uh, I'm not on my, on my best game right now. <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry about it, man. We're nice. I had some some SM friends here last night, and we went to a comedy show. Fucking hung out with uh, Jeff Ross. Oh yeah, wow. he's funny as hell. Anthony, Anthony Jeselnik. Oh man, I love Anthony Jeselnik. I did the can can with Jeff Ross on his on stage for his birthday. So so you so you were you kind of ridden hard and put away wet. I was just I was so stoked that that the uh, the main comedian said Fat Mike's in the house. I'm like, oh yeah, me. <laughs> So, you know what? It's funny because, um, first of all, my name is Jason. That's Ryan. Um, this is our podcast called the Rockman Power Hour. And Ryan and I are really involved with Comic Cons um, in Canada, like Ottawa, Montreal, Winnipeg, and um, and Quebec City. So is that Comedy Cons or Comic? Comic, like Comic Cons, like pop culture, you know, pop culture events. Uh, and, comic books. Yeah, comic books and, and everything that falls under the sun with, with pop culture. So right. this past weekend um, in Ottawa, we had George St. Pierre. And I'm a massive UFC fan. So um, I did the stupidest thing in the world. I bought a replica belt. <laughs> and I got him to sign it. And I walked around. What's stupid about that? It was the best feeling in the world. And all these people that go to WWE that walk around with championship belts all the time, I totally fucking get it. And I'm a 51-year-old man walking around with my UFC belt that's signed by George St. Pierre. And it was the best hey. feeling in the world. I have a, I have a bowling uh, medallion for being a bowling champion. I wear that a lot. And I give people for their birthdays books signed by the uh, authors. Yeah, but wow. I but I sign it myself. No one does. <laughs> so you get a lot of people that have these Charles Bukowski books that you gifted to them twenty years ago, and they're like, "I can't believe I have a Bukowski signed and it's signed by you." Or more Chuck Palenik, but uh, <laughs> they don't even know, dummies. So listen, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat, man. Um, so I want to. Are, are we on? Are we on? Uh, are we on live internet right now? We no, we're not on live no. internet. No, we're not live, but we will be uh, tomorrow. We're going to put this up tomorrow because the Montreal show is happening tomorrow. So, Woo! so yeah, you're, this is it. Like that, that's a good thing in the frame. What is that? I'll show you. Oh, I love. Oh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, are you are you at home right now? Yeah, that's going to be me in about 30 minutes. <laughs> but I only have two holes. It gives us just enough time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm so open about my uh, sexuality mm. because, uh, well, uh, what I want to be doing after no effects and during no effects is I want to bring more happiness to the world. I want more joy to people. Right. Same fucking story every fucking night I talk to people is uh people do not tell their partner what they want yeah that's true they're too scared and that's why i'm here to to say uh yeah i dress up uh in a pink rubber outfit with uh whore heels and take my fucking fiance's huge monster black cock <laughs> and uh and if you're not doing that there's something wrong with you. <laughs> I mean, at least take a, a, like a at least take like a cock like this size. <laughs> you know, because this is like this is a decent shit size. 
Like mm. any guy's like, I couldn't take that in my ass. Really? <laughs> I don't think so, dude. Shit you ever took, dork. And how good did it feel? I can relate to that one. I haven't taken <laughs> it in the ass per se, but after a certain amount of big shits, there was a feeling of utopia's joy that I can't take away from you, man. That sounds actually pretty accurate to me. Yeah. And just mm. think about taking the best shit of your life mm. for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> While you're getting a reach around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't smell bad because it's it's not it's a, not a real cock. Mm. The real cocks is another story. That's that's for the gays. And uh, that's <laughs> I don't even like looking at a, a real cock on porn. Like, oh my God, there's a real cock. Ooh, what's that, what's that coming out of that cock? It, it looks like uh, the cock is throwing up. <laughs> they look like white Russians and it's throwing up. <laughs> yeah, it looks, it looks like a xenomorph from aliens or something. Like, cocks yeah. are fucking weird. Yeah. Cock barf. Cock mm. barf. That's what coming is. I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So 20... Is this true that you're going to be calling? We're starting off good, right? This is a, no. This is, I, I listen. This is our podcast. We're not beholden to anyone. We can do whatever the fuck we want on this, and this is one mm. of the reasons why we started this podcast because we can talk to anybody about anything. So, um, you're good. Uh, but I do want to talk I, to you. I, I had Lou Adler on my podcast. That's fucking rad. Who'd you have? Lou Adler. Lou. Yeah. I, so I know um, his Who grandson. Rocky I, I know. I know Nick. Um, oh, I know. I, but um, but let me ask you. Um, you've called it quits this is it 40 years 2023 20, that's it for the band and this came out through a tweet which you answered in, in 2023 we're going to do uh we're announcing our tour which will uh will last past 2023 but there's a certain amount of cities and uh we want a, a couple weeks between every show because we're going to fucking bring it and play every song we've ever written right so the, and this is it. Like this, this will be the end of NoFX. Is that confirmed? Uh, oh, it's confirmed. Uh, it, it's not a Motley Crue thing. Yeah, hmm. like there's no like. It's not like you. It, this is really you're, you're you're ready to move on. Uh, it, it, I I can't even talk about it. How sad I get. I'm sure. Uh, the last two Canadian shows we played in Edmonton and Vancouver. I just really wanted to say to the crowd, thank you so much for being here for so many years. Uh, how much I appreciate you, and I couldn't talk. I was, I was too, uh, like I'm getting now. Right. But, but when, but, uh, no effects will announce officially, and it's, uh, it's, it's beautiful. Um, I, I know that you have a, a massive following. We're from Montreal. Uh, Montreal and Quebec has always been a really, really important, uh, place for no effects. Uh, the fan base here is rampant and crazy. Uh, are you are you well, happy? The whole, the whole country is fucking rampant and crazy. Yeah, but I mean, but Quebec is Quebecers. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry, country. I mean, uh, territory. No, but I, mean, <laughs> I but but I mean, it, it's just Quebec. There's something about no effects in Quebec. Um, I remember when this band just started rising. It was it was insane. I mean, the, the you guys really really have crazy fans here in Quebec. It's true. Uh, it is. It's also one of my favorite places to play because uh like uh hugo from st catherine's yeah. because everyone's like him like uh, i can go to a bar after a show in montreal people go hey mike great show and that's it yeah everyone's yeah. so fucking blase and, and even cooler than french because french people because you know french people in france somehow it's not cool 
but uh, Quebec, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool because it's it's not we don't care about you. It's just we're not going to bug you because uh, yeah, there's a certain amount of Canadian respect, but French coolness that's all kind of mixed yeah. together. Mike, I gotta, I gotta ask you. You we were bringing up Montreal and uh, just how you can go to a bar if you go. I remember distinctly, you guys played uh, two nights at this place called the Metropolis, but in the middle night, you played this smaller place called Fafoons, and I believe there was even T-shirts of it that said a short shitty set by a short shitty set by No Effects, and you kind of just did whatever you wanted that night. I believe Smelly was even playing guitar at one point. Hey, yeah, uh, I, I, was, I was just singing. I was in the crowd. Yeah. That was absolutely uh, something to behold. Uh, could, how did that show come together? Because I always wanted to know. Well, we well we play, it was we played for food the first time we ever came to Quebec. Oh, cool. They spelled our name N O E F F E C T S, and uh, <laughs> it was uh, Looney Night. So it's you know a dollar to get in. Yeah, there's a hundred people, and so it was a 25 year anniversary or something. So we played it. Oh, cool. And and my good friend Louis from Montreal. Yeah. Uh, he, he he made some porn up there, but he gave me 75 hits of ecstasy that night at Fafoon. I was like, are you serious? Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? He's like, there's a strip club over there. I bet you can pass him out. And, and so we had a good party on the bus. It was funny, though, because there were some strip... We're not that kind of band. We're like, We don't hang out with chicks. Mm. But it just kind of happened that night, and some strippers came over, well, you have to pay us. We're like, well, really to hang out on the bus and not just to hang out? Like, yes. So that never happened. But we ended up on the way out of town. We stopped at a park and gave probably 65 hits of the ecstasy to homeless people. They were fucking stoked. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's <laughs> that, that's pretty awesome. Uh, Mike, another thing, um, I, I, I used to watch this uh, VHS you guys had called uh, 10 Years of Fucking Up, yeah. and I'm realizing that that was 30 years ago for name accuracy. And, uh, you know, I, I just kind of, uh, I always find that, you, you know, yourself, no effects have had this kind of like, eh, type of public persona, which was, you know, very appealing and very different from the newer bands like, dude, hey, dude, follow me on Facebook, yo, yo, hit me up on Twitter. Um, it just seemed like you guys did what you wanted. And um, I, I didn't really get a sense of who uh, Mike was as a person. I knew who Fat Mike was on stage, but Mike as a person, the first time I ever saw Backstage Passport, I was just like, wow. I always knew there was a deeper level of emotional sophistication underneath, uh, you know. Where were you from? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I think the book really tells it all about us. Mm -hmm. And after people read uh, Hepatitis Bathtub, they really think about us differently because uh you know some people impress or people don't know us oh yeah no effects pop punk band right Whatever. Like, no 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 we're a hardcore band mm. uh, with melodies and we've been through it and it's just it's kind of weird how everyone in the band has been through it i feel i feel fucking sorry for myself all the time i've been watching uh three stooges episodes and mm. little rascals and it, it's really the, they were my parents that's all i had when i was a kid is, sure. is tv and that's why we're a top hat these days. I don't uh, yeah, I mean, people don't. That's kind of why I want to stop doing no effects is because I want to do, I want to do TED talks, I want to do stand up, uh, I want to bring joy to the world through communication, and mm -hmm. I think sexuality. You know, 
you wake up your partner with a blow job or a, you know a clit job a couple times a week the world would be such a better place i you know what i i 100% agree with you i think that um and what you you know we started off the conversation about people not being open about what they're into that you know we're joking around we're laughing but there's a lot of truth in that and the no, fact no, that, it's, it's, and there's a lot of truth in the fact that it, it is. And the fact that people aren't able to be just brutally honest with each other. And if you really love somebody, um, if you're with someone for, you know, say 10, 20, 30 years, and you're not honest with each other about how you're changing then, or, or how, what you're really feeling, then you're living a lie. And, and being someone who's been in relationships like that, where I have lived lies and, and had double lives and, and tried to, you know, make somebody else happy when I wasn't happy. It's the worst fucking place to be. Yeah, and and you spend so many like I, I have a song I wrote for Robert Streisand. Uh, hopefully, it'll come out someday. Uh, why why do we all, we always wait so long when we know what we have is wrong? Oh, that's because great. Why do we need someone to belong to? Right. Uh, and people stay in relationships for so fucking long, and people are just fucking cowards. Yeah, we're so scared of rejection, and and I live a very open uh, sexual lifestyle, and still it's still hard to say like. Baby, remember when I, I I said that it'd be really cool if you uh wrap my face in, in, in tape and so I can't breathe and you know, but you don't want to ask for it, right? Because mm. not not only are you scared of rejection or say someone saying I don't want to do that, but you're scared of that look of oh my god, okay, I'll do it. Yeah, no, you want someone to be kind of you want someone yeah. to be on your same wavelength, and 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 that's well, and it's not. not if, if your chick said, will you suck my elbow? It's really, it means so much to me. Please, please just touch my elbow softly. You do it. Of course. You do it. Right. Okay. It's a little weird, but you're not going to say it. Well, it's weird. You just, sure, baby. I'll do that for you. And, and you should be able to say what you want. Gotta go both ways, but people are fucking cowards. True. And, and, we, and, and fear stops a lot of people from doing a lot of things. So I think the fact that you've, you know, been successful doing what you love to do and you going and, and ending that and going off and, and actually telling other people how they can do the same by being open and honest. I think that's probably, you'll probably do more good for the world than doing music. Well, cause that's what it comes down to. Uh, I'm tired of entertaining people. I, I can't do it anymore. Just playing right. songs. Yeah. And, and I do like banter, but that's why I want to do a stand up instead because I want to bomb, you know, can't bomb on stage with no effects no no yeah. one maybe no one will laugh but it's not bombing because we can just go into a song right <laughs> but to be actually out there to be out there out there like open and 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 yeah it's it's scary but it's facing your fears and i have, I have friends that are stand-up comedians um and they always tell me the same thing it's like the most terrifying thing going out there because and i, I love the challenge same, same i've same. done it twice and i did i did pretty good i'm sure you did and I think a lot of it is just if, and and you do, when you did it, did you have stuff prepared, or did you just work the room? No, actually, uh, I was going through my divorce, okay, with uh, Soma Snake Oil, and we're in our closet dividing up our sex toys. And there's a lot, and we're dividing up cocks and restraints and whips, and we're kind of teary eyed because it's you know we had a good ending of, of our, our marriage, but you know dividing up your sex toys is it's tough and uh, i said you know there's a comedy show going on we should let's go to the comedy show so we both went to a comedy show and i knew a couple of the comedians and i go can i do fucking one bit can i just get on stage and do six minutes and go sure and i talked about dividing up sex toys and 
<laughs> and I went into some other stories and crowd fucking loved it because I'll talk about shit no one else is talking about because, you know, trying to have no pride and no shame in your life is how people should be. It sneaks up on you, but they're both, there's no use for either one of them. Well, it's ego too, right? Ego deflation is probably the, the best thing. And, um, and and no effects has always been self-deprecating. Yeah. That's what I loved about it. No, actually, Mike, I got to say, like, I think it was great to grow up and, you know, seeing you guys as this example. Like, my first EP I ever put out was called We Suck, So What? Because there's this kind of like, yeah, you know, if we're awful, we're awful, but we like us. And uh, there's this uh, incessant need to be, I find there's this incessant need to be liked a lot of bands have. Mm. What you're saying about um, S&M sexuality that was all there kind of like in the origins of punk. If you think about it in the seventies with Malcolm McLaren's sex shop, yeah, it, rubber. it seemed to be like all the, you know, the kids kind of ruined it and their kids put the rules in there. And eventually punks just kind of became uh, this, uh, Oh, you're not punk. If you do this, you're not punk. If you do that from a movement that was really supposed to be completely open to begin with. And it seems like you're finally bringing it back 45 plus years later. Well, I mean, I'm trying and, and, you know, my band, when I first started cross-dressing, well, that was when I was a teenager, but publicly, do you have to cross-dress all the time, Mike? No, but I, I like to, mm -hmm. and because so many people say, you've helped me. I just went on a cruise to Alaska and this big old dude said, are you fat Mike? I go, yeah. He's like, I got to tell you that you gave me the confidence to cross-dress. Awesome. Huh? And he goes, can I show you a picture of me? And I was like, sure. And he wasn't, he looked stupid. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> no, he I hope he's not listening because you just deflated that beautiful moment you gave no, him on the cruise ship. You know, he didn't look stupid. You know what he, what he looked is happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He looked really happy. And wow, how much that means to me mm -hmm. is that because I do what I want and yeah, I mean, maybe it's not good for our career because, you know, a lot of people, I have so many haters, which is incredible how many haters I have because, you know, I'm a I'm a good dude. I've never lied. I have honor. You know, Five Records has never been, we've never been in a lawsuit. But people, they just don't like people who are happy. No, I agree. I agree. I agree with you 100%. It's, it's reverse conformatism. It's uh, all these people like, how dare you not be as liberal as us? Now do exactly what we say or else. Yeah, or don't be as, or don't you better be admit there's shit going on in the world. Be miserable. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I say in a song once, like waking up, watching the news, it makes my stomach freaking hurt. So I read the news at night and don't sleep. <laughs> I don't know. But um so the, are world, you, the world's fucked. Yeah. All we could do is bring as much happiness. So you know, you get these you get these people that say like what, how can we help the world? How can we change the world? And I've always been someone that's believed that it starts with how you interact with the people in your life, the immediate people around you, you know, community. If exactly. If you're shitty to your, if you're shitty to your, fa you know, your family and your friends, then how do you expect things to get better? If you're not showing an example from, it starts from, you know, if, if you look at it as a nucleus and it goes out, it's, it's the best way. Yeah. I don't know what nucleus means, but I, but I hear what you're saying. Uh, when I was, you know what fucking nucleus I means. Know. Stop I, it. I, Mike, I have no doubt in your stand-up ability, dude. You are you are so funny, dude. <laughs> you are sharp as attack. Considering how much ecstasy you tell me you give to homeless people, you are sharp as attack, dude. <laughs> I would I would go I would go see No Effects, um, 
any day of the week, but fucking Fat Mike stand up. I think I would line up for that, dude. I think I would travel for that. Be that good. We'll see how it goes. But uh, but 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 this like what I do like in San Francisco. I had a dinner party one night, eight people over there, and uh, there's there was a liquor store across the street, and I went to the liquor store earlier, and I know the people who run it, and I go, hey, can you come up to my apartment, knock on the door, come in, and say, here's your fucking batteries, and I'm going to say, here's your fucking money. And then he's like, what? I go, people, they won't know what's going on. It'll be really fucking awkward and awesome. So he did. He knocked on the door and he came to the table. Here's your fucking batteries. Well, here's your fucking money. And he just bailed. And everyone was like, what the fuck just happened? Why is it so aggro to buy batteries? And who the fuck is bringing batteries to your house? And that's how I live. I love to just get laughs from people every day uh, from being awkward. Because I am awkward. I mean, I'm I'm spectrum for sure. Mm. Uh, Mike, we were talking a little bit before about I was comparing no effects to the Andy Kaufman of punk rock, but it sounds like your comedic uh, tendency is really pull off from Andy Kaufman, and it's kind of like this is going to make them react so. <laughs> Andy Kaufman was funny. Andy Kaufman was genius, but he yeah. wasn't. Funny. He wasn't funny. Mm. Uh, we're way funnier. <laughs> uh, can I ask you since? Since you're going to be hanging it up with no effects, are you still going to have um, a lot of dealings with the day to day to Fat Records? Are, are you still involved with Fat Records, like day to day? Are you able to step away from it a bit? Like, is it run itself? Uh, you know what? I'm not telling. Okay, no worries. No, no. Uh, <laughs> but are you? Are you more? Are you? Do you act more like an A and R guy? Like you, when you find something, you bring I sign the bands. I sign right. the bands. That's it. So you're more. So you do more like A and R. Yeah, but you've uh, produced some really amazing stuff over the years, Mike, but also like just having that ear, like the first five bands that were signed to Fat Rack are all bands that still have lasting careers and still are beloved by so many people. Um, is the passion still there after all this time to find new bands? No, no. Uh, uh, they have to kind of find me. Okay. Says, Check this band out. Mm. Uh, and, and I have a new record label now. Uh, mm bottles to the ground it's music that would not be on fat okay well that's great that you're not uh you know you don't have to put yourself in a box that way no but i do my best thinking inside the box actually mm. i have a trunk that's leather lined and breathing tube and yeah that's where i do my best thinking in the box inside the box not outside the box i got the uh the this is crimewave.com because mm. uh our style of music we 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 call it crime wave because it's the only way to describe it. Cool. No, there's no way to describe it, but that's how we choose to describe it. This is crimewave.com. All right, I'm going to check it. I, I actually want to kind of check it out while we're talking. Do that. Uh, no, I won't do that. <laughs> uh, Mike, I want to ask you about, um, well, just in songwriting in general, uh, I, I doubt you've met thousands and thousands of people since, but uh, there was a show in Montreal where you were talking to I can't remember what band it was, but you're mentioning to them that it would be probably in their best interest to add more chords into their music. It's like, probably simple plan. Beatles had Beatles had so many different chords in their music that you can't even hear, but they're there. They create an atmosphere. And uh, you and I, ta I talked a little bit about uh, you know how cool it was that you know in the Beatles, what made it work is that you know Paul wanted to be ultra pop, but John had a dark side that kept them from going there, and then John had a dark side, and Paul still kept uh, that melodic ear. You're pretty much the co-writer in No Effects, but you've never stopped writing music. After all these years, you still write so many music, double albums, 
all that. Is it kind of like why NoFX has to stop? Because you just put so much music out there that it's like, unless I can continue at this level, I'd I'd, I'd much rather put it behind me. Well, what, what the thing is, is our last album, single album, actually got some of the best reviews we've ever had before. Mm. It doesn't matter how good I make a NoFX record. People just don't care that much because it's our 15th, 16th right. album. So, and and I have three no effects albums in the can right now too. Mm -hmm. We have an album coming out this year. Uh, it's called Double Album, which is the second half of single album <laughs> recorded at the same time. Right. Uh, and then uh, I have three more albums that are already done, and uh, and I have uh, hundreds of other songs, and I, I I can't keep playing no effects. Can't keep recording no effects songs. It's just yeah. mostly because uh, I'm so fucking sick of my voice. Who is it? Really? Oh, I love your voice, Mike. It's signature. It's annoying. It's still great graphing, you know? Yeah, but you have like one of those, you have one of those voices that sound undeniably like you. In fact, I've heard more Fat Mike impersonators than I've ever heard, uh, you know, voices somewhere prior to you. Yeah. Well, that's cool. You get a signature voice because that's all I got, mm -hmm. you know? Kurt Cobain, Tony Spy, they had fucking great voices, but mine's signature, so it's, it's pretty cool. Would you rather have a great voice or a voice that's more uh, unique and mem memorable? Oh, I don't know. That's a tough question. Uh, I'm just glad I, I'm a, uh, I consider myself a good songwriter. Well, I would agree. I would agree. And I, uh, I, I got to tell you, man, I'm, I, I know I mentioned it before, I'm intrigued about the stand up. I really, really am. And I think the TED Talk idea is great too, because I think people need, I think sometimes when you listen to a TED talk, you might not necessarily relate to the person that's up there. But I think if someone can see someone that they can see themselves in telling them how they navigated their way through life and found happiness, there's a lot of good that can come from that. Yeah. Well, I mean, happiness is right there in front of all of us. You just have to find out what makes you happy. And people think they all think it's money and they all think yeah. their job has to make them happy. Your job doesn't have to fucking make you happy. No. I mean, I went to college and real estate school while I was in no effects because I was going to be a real estate agent and play punk rock. But, you know, it, it turned out a little different. And real estate agents are total thieves. But uh point is, is that you just have to have a job you don't hate in order to do what you love in life. And, you know, what I love in life, seriously, I'm kind of really enjoying music lately. But, you know, way more into uh, getting tied up and whipped. <laughs> That's me. Mike, thanks so much for taking the time to chat today. I know you got other people to talk to, and uh, you've already. You're the only people, but thank oh, that's you it. For oh, me. Uh, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. And and uh, are we supposed to plug something like we're playing, or is it sold out? No, no, you're playing Montreal tomorrow. I do believe it's sold out, but we can plug it anyways because it'll really help the resellers, like make a lot of money, especially with the you know the news of you guys calling oh. it quits. It's just gonna. Oh. I mean, those tickets are gonna go through the roof. So. Well, I, I will tell you one thing. It's not our last show in Montreal. Oh, no. Well, of course not. I mean, it, it, you're going to have to come back and do a proper farewell show. That's for sure. Our, our farewell shows are going to be way gnarlier. Going to be through the room. What are you eating? I'm this hungry. is called pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for taking the time, Mike. We really appreciate it, man. I enjoyed it very much. Thank you for uh, being fans and uh, asking me cool questions. Oh, this is called kale. I'm very familiar with kale. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, 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 right. Thanks, man. You guys have a good one. All right, you too, buddy. Take care. Well, 
That was something. <laughs> that was the most unique interview I think either of us have ever done in our entire lives. You know what I feel bad for? I'm, I feel bad that you have to edit that. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna there's nothing that should be taken out of that thing. No. That was amazing. <laughs> but I, I gotta say, and I, I I didn't want to put him on the spot because he doesn't seem to be like the type of guy that takes uh you know flattery very well without yeah. spreading into hilarious jokes. Yeah. But I've, the mic I've seen over the years as a fan, just watching him on stage or the few times I managed to talk to him somewhere. He's in a, I really love how happy he seems. He seems like, really happy. You know? Yeah. And I, and I, you know, I really do think that him doing, I don't, and, and you know, the thing is with him when he's saying things, I don't know if he's joking or not, but if he <laughs> is going to go into comedy and if he is going to go into Ted talks and, and, and he really does want to help people that way, I think he can do a lot of good because I think, there's a lot of people that'll be able to relate to him. And, yeah. you know, when you see a guy go up there in a suit, you know, with the wind tunnel tested hair and he's like, this is how I navigate through life. Yeah, a lot of people would be like, eh, I don't relate at all. But I think a lot of people would be able to relate to him because he's got an interesting story. So, uh, well, listen, Ryan, it was, that was an absolute pleasure to talk to fat Mike. Um, I, I, I really, really enjoy that. And I'm glad that you were able to be on there on the, on the whole you. call with us. I know how much that meant to you. And I know you're a big, no fan. And, uh, and I'm glad we got a chance to talk to him. I think he's a really interesting guy and, um, and talented too, man. There's, you know, you don't do something for 40 years and not be good at it. So it was yeah. cool to chat with him. Um, big thanks to our uh, sponsor, Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Check him out. This is Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Uh, this is the dark side of the grill. Szechuan, no, shiitake Szechuan. And uh, if you go to heartbeathotsauce.com and use the promo code ROCKMAN20, you'll get 20% off your entire order. Um, Thanks to uh, my co-host, Ryan Stick. Thanks to Fat Mike. Um, and thanks to our producer, Julia Kajerski. And uh, thanks to all of you for listening. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, and tell your friends all about this podcast. And we will see you next time on the Rockman Power Hour. <laughs>